This is Random Randy Savage from Code 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 270 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. With me, in person, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You know, I knew what my intro was going to be, <laughs> and now I'm on the spot and I forgot. <laughs> you tried your best and failed miserably. The lesson failed is you to never York. try. You have failed this city. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Riggins. Live from New York. It is So Wizard Podcast. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we are live in our hotel room from New York City as we are attending New York Comic Con. So for the first time ever, we will be recording a real podcast episode (laughs) while staring at each other and talking about our time here at the show. So, uh, yeah. How's everybody doing? Uh, Aubrey, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a plate of spaghetti down in front of us so that we can all, like, Lady in a Trampet. It's got to be, like, like Elf, too, where it's, like, a chocolate syrup and <laughs> Pop-Tarts and nastiness all mixed in. We haven't eaten breakfast yet. Aubrey starts talking about food and Pop-Tarts, so... Yeah. Hypoglycemia is kicking in. We're all sluggish. <laughs> Mark Ellis, how are you? I'm great. I got a good night's sleep for the first time in, I don't know, four weeks, three weeks. Probably snored. I don't care. Uh, I, I, was, I didn't hear you snore. I was just trying not to wake you up. I heard you snore. Good. <laughs> that, means it, that means it worked. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I had a good time so far. Uh, you know, we're still in the middle of it right now, so we haven't had a chance to really... Um, really get a lot of stuff but uh so far it's 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 good it's good i'm enjoying myself what about you joey i am <laughs> still in a perpetual state of tired as usual uh i've been here since wednesday night it is saturday morning as we record this i have not slept in a bed since um every hotel room i've stayed in which is this is the third hotel room now <laughs> in uh, three days i have slept on the floor um and that's fine i was there's no way in hell i was gonna make mark or aubrey sleep on the floor and uh it's fine. And then I'll get into the other nights, but uh, there's been no mattress. Like, I didn't bring like an air <laughs> mattress or like, you know, like anything to sleep on. I'm literally like just on the floor with pillows and a blanket. So it's fine. It's fine. It reminds me of the old days when I used to be in a band and we'd go on tour, but I'm not 22 anymore. So, you know, I wake up a little sore in the morning. Now, one thing about New York is that everything is a lot smaller. So even if we had an air mattress, I'm not sure where we would put it. I could like <laughs> lean it up against your bed and like kind of be upside down or something. I don't know. Sleep in a bathtub. Yeah. It'd be like a V shape against the the weird closet thing. Right. So you would be sleeping like with your legs in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Back no. against the wall, legs in the air. Yeah. 
I don't even know what that is. is it <laughs> Contain sort of... yourselves, female listeners. It didn't happen. <laughs> In all fairness, I did give you like everything off of my bed because I was so petrified of whatever bugs were in this bed. For the record, there are no bugs here. This is a very nice hotel. Uh, and it's very uh, convenient, close to the convention, and not incredibly terribly overpriced. Everything in New York City is overpriced if you don't live here. So Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Alrighty. Yes. Hotel, if you're listening, we're, <laughs> we're not angry with you, even though your sink has mold in it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Now I'm angry. Yeah. I want my money back, goddammit. In all fairness, I'm just afraid of germs altogether. So, I, <laughs> so the, <laughs> I'm biased. This is worst case scenario. You came yeah. to the wrong place. <laughs> what have we done? I'm just a biased customer. <laughs> all right. So, Aubrey, talk a little bit about your trip into New York City. Um, so, I took the train from Virginia. You could take a train from Virginia to. Uh, New York City, so I, I took a straight train. I didn't even have to change uh, trains. So um, I got on the train at almost 7 o'clock. I, w- I was at the train station at 6 o'clock because my brother had to be to work. So he dropped me off, and I got on, and I had coffee, and I sat there for a good six hours. I fell asleep. Contemplating life. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking yeah. about your choices you've made. <laughs> I brought two books and my tablet and I tried to read, but I was so tired because, of course, I forgot to pack socks. So I had to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the store after I got out of work because I worked on Thursday. And after I got out of work at 1030, we had to go to Walmart because it's the only place that's open and get socks. So I got these really cool Ghostbuster socks. Nice. We sat there and we contemplated whether I wanted to get Star Wars and Lilo and Stitch or Ghostbusters. And I decided I had too many Star Wars sto- socks. <laughs> Is there such a thing as too many Star Wars socks? <laughs> yeah. So I got Ghostbuster socks. And then we got a whole bunch of Pokemon cards. And, <laughs> and so we spent a long time opening up Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> So by the time we got home, it was midnight. <laughs> and and so then I had to wake up at 5 o'clock and get ready to go to the train station. Mm. So me and my brother were really tired in the morning. Aww. So um, got on the train. I was trying to read my book to finish it. So then I could get into the second book, which was The Institute, which I had suggested. Yep. Um, which I had started reading, but I haven't gotten too far into it. So... I fell asleep on the train and some lady decided to drop her enormous tote on me to wake me up and then told me that there was no place to sit and I look and there's a seat right next to us and then a seat in front of us. I'm like, okay, I wasn't really like taking up the seat (laughs) next to me. My knee was just like slightly over. She just wanted to be close to you. Yeah, she just, she just yeah. wanted to be an asshole. So I was like, okay, nah, I mean, I'll move. It was so <laughs> I unnecessary. I want to be close to yeah. you. And then she didn't even sit there. She just <laughs> <laughs> She's just an asshole that goes yeah. around waking people up. <laughs> she just woke me up and talked about how there was nowhere else to sit and then got off at the next stop. Even though when they scanned her ticket, they said she's getting off at New York. 
So I don't know what the fuck she was doing. So whatever. Um, and then I got in at 12 and then I wandered around the train station. And I got lost in the train station because mm-hmm. I saw a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> puppy. Oh, yeah. little puppy. And then I got scared because there was a heavy police presence. Yeah. <laughs> that was attached to the cute little puppy, right? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and then there was a lot of homeless people and a, lo- <laughs> and a lot of people with facial tattoos. And then the homeless people started coming after me. <laughs> And then there was people going through the garbage, and I was like, oh, no. I have picked the wrong side of the train station. (laughs) The police, Mark, find me. (laughs) So then Mark found me in the corner. (laughs) Huddled down in tears. Yeah. The best part is Aubrey's messaging us. I'm here, and I'm at the train station, and me and Mark are, I don't know what we were doing. I'm like, eh, she'll be fine. She can just walk here. (laughs) Yeah, who's going to go get Aubrey at 12 o'clock? Eh, she's fine. She'll find her way here. It's fine. Mark was like, no, we can't leave her alone. And I'm scared in the corner behind a pillar. (laughs) And then he finds me, and I tackle him. (laughs) Thank you for finding me. I'm sending them gifts of Ralph Wiggum. I'm now, in danger. Now, to be fair, they're doing a promotion. They're doing a Walking Dead promotion at the train station or pretty much at Madison Square Garden around that area. So it could have been homeless people, but it could have been people dressed as zombies, too. Because I, I saw know. one girl. And I'm like, man, she's kind of cute to be a homeless chick. I mean, she was oh, filthy. <laughs> really, really filthy. Like, hey, man, girl, what do you want somewhere to sleep tonight? <laughs> Like what happened? What happened to could, her? I don't think we could fit somebody else in here. Be quite we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a video of one homeless man following me through the train station. I'm pretty sure it's a zombie. Yeah. Our guy cosplaying as a zombie from Walking know. Dead. Want some know. flesh to munch on, baby? <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty creepy. All right, so Joy, how about you, dude? I mean, I know you've been here for yeah. a few days before us. Um, I worked Tuesday into Wednesday, so I got home from work at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. And I didn't go to sleep because I just had too much shit to do. Yep. I got myself all ready, and I uh, went to my sister's house where I left my car. She lives in Connecticut. And then uh, Derek and some of my other friends, uh, Cowboy Rich, uh, the notorious WAG, <laughs> um, uh, Jay Gibby. Uh, we all rolled into New York City. Uh, it took us about four hours to get here. Was uh, Derek driving? Car. Yeah, by car. And so. it took four hours? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic oh, okay. and, and stuff. We did stop um, and grab something to eat real quick, too. Uh-huh. So, And, yeah, just made into the city. And we went to the con on, excuse me, we went to the con on uh, Thursday before you guys got here. Right. Now, Thursday's supposed to be, like, the quiet day, which is why they always have badges for sale, which mm-hmm. is how, like, you know, Gibby was able to get his badge, like, last week. Yeah. So what was it like on Thursday? Was it um, quiet? It, uh, quiet is a relative term when you're talking about New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. but because there's they, there's about 250 plus thousand people here, um, it was crazy for a Thursday. Usually really? Thursdays, like you said, are quiet. We can walk around and get things done. You know, go up and down Artist Alley, get everything we want to do done and out of the way. Right. And it was nuts at times. It seemed like ten times busier. It felt like Friday last year on Thursday. There was a point we were walking in Artist Alley, and it was just packed, and it was so hot. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and I just like walked back upstairs. Was that this year or last year? It was last year. Last year. Last <laughs> year was uh, no. Last year was fine. This year was uh, was the year. It was just so packed. So 
And I spent, um, so Justin, uh, that um, we're friends with Justin and uh, Nick and Loy Sauce from the Epic Film Guys podcast. And Justin messaged me. He's like, hey, <laughs> like, can I help you, sir? And he's like, uh, you're going to New York Comic Con? I'm like, yes, you want this Batman poster, don't you? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a limited edition uh, Batman poster that they had at some booth. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it for you. Because I'm thinking in my mind, um, it's a poster. It's not mm-hmm. like a signing or a big thing. It's a booth selling fucking posters. So right. how long can the fucking line be, right? And it's Thursday. Yeah. So I go up to the booth and I confirm it's the right booth. And I look and there's the poster. And I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll grab one of those. And they're like, yeah, cool. No problem. The line's back there. And I walk and it went two <laughs> rows over and up to the back wall. Holy shit. And I'm like, fuck, but I want, I wanted to get them, get them the poster. You know, they're, they're cool dudes. So I get in the line. I'm like, how, how long can the line be? You know, how long can this take? There's, yeah. there's nobody signing anything. It's yeah. just, it's walk up to the booth, say, I'll take that, that, that. They roll it. You pay, you leave. Yep. Two and a half hours later, <laughs> I finally got up to the front and I could see why it took so long. The people working at the booth were moving in the speeds of stop and slow and like, they were nice guys. Posters are cool. And, but the guy's like rolling the poster up and he's like talking to me and he's taking his time. And I'm like thinking to myself, I want to be like, Hey dude, you know, there's a line that's two and a half fucking hours long over there. You might want to like pick up the pace, but no. And then somebody, while he's rolling my poster, somebody um, brought Starbucks for the people at the booth. Yeah. He stopped rolling my poster, went and got his Starbucks and they all had to hand it out. And who's got this and who's got all. Oh. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> but I got the poster. So I've been lugging around this poster for four days um, for uh, Justin and I'm going to mail it to him when I get home. So that was, that was my big thing on Thursday that I didn't have anything else I wanted to get done. I really just wandered around checking stuff out. So, now, what about your um I know you're you're posting a lot about your um your comic book. You wanted to get that John Byrne book oh, that you were right, searching right, for. Right. So uh yeah, superstar legendary artist uh John Byrne does not do a lot of cons and he was signing at this one. But there was a uh a caveat to it. He's they had a two hundred dollar uh John Byrne Marvel art book that came out through IDW. So if you bought that book, he would sign it and five comic books. And it would only, it could be any comics that he worked on. Cause sometimes he'll do signings and he won't sign older stuff. Like when he was on X-Men or Hulk or Avengers, yeah. um, he'll only sign his newer crappy comics that no one likes. <laughs> he, no, cause that's what he's been doing is he makes these, uh, Star Trek comics that are like, he draws the backgrounds, yeah. but the, all the characters are like cut out pictures. Yeah. I've the, seen uh, the cast from the original series mm-hmm. and he makes the comics out of them. Good for him. The guy is a living legend. He can do whatever he wants. That's right. I don't want to read that shit. And I don't want to get that shit signed. Because mm-hmm. who the fuck cares? It's garbage. So this was an opportunity to actually get stuff signed. So, um, yeah, Derek bought the book. And he was going to get five books signed. And I'm like, if I throw you some money, can I get one book signed? He's like, sure. So <laughs> we go and we pick up the art book. It's, like, huge. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, okay, the signing is at, the first signing is at 1 o'clock. So I literally got Justin's poster at, like, 12.57. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. so worried I was going to miss this, miss the signing. Mm-hmm. And Derek's like, all right, meet me at the IDW booth. I'm heading over there right now. So we both get to the booth and there's the line and the girl's like, yeah, the line's capped. Oh, like, what, what do you mean? The line's capped. You got a book. Derek's like, starting to get fucking angry. He's like, what do you mean? The line's capped. Like, like we bought it. He's like, not to be a dick, but we bought a $200 book specifically to get it, it and these comics autographed. Like if we weren't going to get the autograph, we wouldn't have bought a fucking $200 book. And she's like, oh, well, there's another signing at five o'clock. You can come back. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, we're farting around and it's like 3.30. Derek's like, I don't know. We should probably go get in line for the signing. Yep. I'm like, all right, well, let's just roll over there and see what's going on. There are already like 20 people in line. Okay. We got in line about like 4.15 and two minutes later, they capped the line. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so dude. We almost missed it. I was almost getting the autographs t- today or yesterday by myself. Um, but yeah, we and I <laughs> see he's a notorious asshole. He has a, such a reputation for being an asshole. So we both wanted to get uh, Incredible Hulk issue 316, which is my favorite single issue of a comic ever signed. Uh, it's where the Hulk fights Wonder Man, Hercules, Iron Man, and Submariner. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. But I'm like, he's a jerk. What if he won't sign two of the same book? Mm-hmm. Like, he just might go, I'm not fucking signing it. And then we're asked out. So I bought two book books. Just um, in case. Because I had a second one that was a different book just to be safe. Mm-hmm. But no, we, we got up to him. We, we got around the corner. The only rules were like, have the books out, have them out of boards and bags. We got up to him, get to shake his hand, talk to him a little bit. And he was super nice. He signed uh, everything. He was really cool. He was taking pictures with people, but he wasn't coming out from behind the table. So we'd have to, he kept having to stand up. Yeah. And we were, we really wanted to get a picture, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to ask this guy to stand up over and over again, like an <laughs> asshole. So, and he was being really cool. So I didn't want to ruin it. So yeah. that was fine. So I did get to tell him, you know, this, I was, he was the first artist I remember as a kid like knowing what their name was. Mm-hmm. So when he would move to a book, then I'd like, well, I'm buying that fucking book. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I would buy alpha flight when I was a kid. I didn't fucking like alpha flight, <laughs> but, you know, he was re- writing it, you know? So he was really, really cool. So that, that was my big Thursday thing. That was it. That's awesome, dude. I, um, yeah, the first artist that I ever like really noticed was Jerry Ordway. So I was yeah. really psyched. When he I was at to... the restaurant last night with Mitch. Oh, right. Terrific con. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. What's up, Mitch? Um, I know that's cool. That's cool that they're in town. Yeah, I didn't really get a chance to do uh, anything super major like I wanted to do. I'm kind of saving that for today. But I did get to uh, do an interview with Jeff Anison from uh, Legion M. Uh, me and Wally Hawk both like applied to interview him uh, at the same time. And Wally Hawk got the uh, Adam got the uh, got the OK to do it. So then when I emailed him to do an interview, they were like, we were already set up with So Was Your Podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we knew that. We, were, we knew that. We were just there's a miscommunication. Uh, so me and Adam both went and interviewed Jeff, and it was really cool. It was really cool. He's uh, um, co-founders and president of Legion M. And uh, the whole thing is, uh, after seeing their ads for like, God, like five years or so, not really knowing what it was about, uh, they were pretty much just trying to help geeks make movies, which is great. Cause yeah, I, I thought love movies. when I got the email from them, I'm like, this is like a Mark written all over it. Yeah. Like, he needs to go talk to these guys. So. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't, and like I said, I've seen the thing for years. I never really looked into it. But first, either try to get out in front of Adam, who was just saying yes to everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the funny things about, well, not funny, but one of the things about the interview is that it was all done video. Like I didn't do any um, audio recording at all um, because Adam already had to set up for the video. So it's a video of me and Adam interviewing this guy. Cool. Which is going to be the first and last time you ever see Mark Reagan's Marky Mark Marcellus Reagan's do an interview on video. That's I it. actually bought their T-shirt. Oh, you got the alien shirt, right? I did, yes. Nice. So Noah loves Alien. Even though he's never seen the movie, he loves Alien and Chestbursters and Facehuggers. And, and he knows all of them. Mm-hmm. So I got that email and I was like, oh, I got to buy that T-shirt. Even though it'll never fit him. <laughs> if I got to buy that T-shirt. So I went and I bought that T-shirt. It'll fit him at some point. That's, yeah. I think that's just how kids are because my nephew's obsessed with like Michael Myers and Halloween mm-hmm. and like uh, 
slasher movie characters, but yeah. he's never seen a single one of those movies. <laughs> yeah. And I think if he did, he probably wouldn't sleep for like three weeks. <laughs> but that's one of those things where it's so in pop culture that it's hard to miss right. it. So even kids right. are going to see it eventually. So right. yeah, you're going to understand being drawn to it. He's going to turn 13, 14 one day and watch those movies and it, it changes world. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Or he'll still be scared. <laughs> like so, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Thursday night, I, I was I was in New York. Um, all my friends that I went with, my, my non-podcast friends, um, left. And I was alone in the city. Um, so I ended up meeting up with uh, Dave and John from Superhero Speak, who were the nicest people on the face of the earth and let me sleep on the floor of their hotel room <laughs> that night. And uh, yeah, I hung out with them a little bit. And then uh, you guys all met me here yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. And we got to also see Randy. John. Yep, and Randy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we saw. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, Rand- random Randy Savage from Cult Forty Five podcast was here, and we hung out with him yesterday. Um, we met up with Ghosts of the Stratosphere and Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Mm-hmm. We met up with uh, Pina Comics, so we met up with those guys for a little, uh, a little, uh, for a little podcasting powwow, which was really nice. Um, it was cool to meet people in person that you've never, like, you feel like you know them because you listen to their show and you hear their voices, but yeah. then you meet them mm-hmm. in meat space. And there's like the the voices coming out of their body. It kind of freaks you out a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was down in Artist Alley earlier in the day. I, I talked to Adam Walenta a little bit. Uh, I saw Matt Man and everybody at Monarch Comics. They all want uh, us to come interview them. And I'm like, I'll try, but I have no idea what those guys' schedules look like. And uh, you also have to remember anything you want to do at New York, it's like a half an hour walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the same building, in the Javits. So, like, I'm like, all right, I got a panel and it's downstairs over there at 1230. At 11.45, you need to start heading down there. <laughs> you better start booking and don't get lost. No. We'll do like a me. Facebook Live video of us yeah. down there. Um, I, uh, <laughs> with our awkwardness. Speaking of that, I was in a panel with Adam he, and uh, Jackie, his wife, and Randy for IDW Comics. And Adam filmed the whole panel, so that'll be up on our YouTube channel. But like halfway through the panel, I'm like, fuck, I had to go to the bathroom so bad <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Um, I had continental breakfast at Superhero Speaks Hotel, and I gotta be honest with you, it was pretty fucking gross. Um, it was like dry, nasty sausage patties and like gross eggs. Wow. I'm not even gonna mention what our continental breakfast is gonna look like. It's not. There isn't one. <laughs> there's, there's something. There is. Is, it, is there? No, yeah, it's not as good as that as what Joy so is describing. A be- it's a can of beans with a fucking Where would it even spoon be in served? It. There's, no, there's no room downstairs. Um, so I ate that just because it was free. So I just fucking ate, pigged out on it and I was fine. And then all of a sudden I know where my stomach was like, it is time. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, no. I got to go. And we have uh, press access to the show. So there's a, a private press room where we there's a private bathroom for press people. I mean, yeah. it's just another bathroom that's smaller than all the other bathrooms. But yep. there's no line. That's the important thing. There's no line. To there's use no it. line for men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one stall. There's one stall and one urinal. So I waited in line anyway. So, mm-hmm. but not. 75 people deep to use the bathroom so yeah. i'm standing there I, I but i'm like i'm in artist alley and this bathroom is on the other end of the javits center i am trying not to shit myself <laughs> and i'm like i gotta make it through all these people and then it was at the height of friday so yeah. it's like I, I get out into the main hallway and chevrolet has like a display where they have a dj playing music <laughs> and people are dancing mm-hmm. um for some reason this was the time when 
five or six cosplayers were dancing to Bohemian Rhapsody with a huge crowd watching them singing along. Yeah. And I'm desperately trying to go through them because I thought, <laughs> I'm going to shit myself and I'm going to have to walk back to the hotel covered in feces and take a shower and change and then throw my clothes away in a bathroom. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. <laughs> thankfully i i made it and i went to the bathroom but at that point then it's like i'm not gonna walk back 45 minutes to the panel because it's gonna be over already so yep. i just hung out there uh in the side note i was walking by that dj um with the chevrolet booth and he was playing uh actually i wasn't walking by i was like kind of off to the side but he was playing red velvet uh one of my favorite k-pop groups of all time and i heard it like a beacon i was like k-pop is being played somewhere and i just kind of like hovered over to where it was thinking i was gonna find like some cosplayers or something cool it's just a chevrolet display and i'm like oh this is stupid yeah but then i saw the dj in the back so i went and gave him a pound and he was like yeah i got the nod yeah earlier he was playing some kind of like dubstep remix of the super mario brothers theme yep. and there's some guy dressed like a steampunk mario brother like pelvic thrusting and gyrating <laughs> in front of this thing so i'm like i'm running away right that's what now. you got to do man you got to do that so, yeah, and then uh, we checked out the Expanse uh, interactive experience. You guys did not go to this because you guys weren't there yet. That's a lie. We did go to it. You did? <laughs> uh, if, yes. you're, if you are from Amazon and you're wondering if uh, Marky Mark and Aubrey from So Was a Podcast showed up to the Expanse, we did. Yes, right. we that did. I have brown hair. <laughs> <All> right. So... <laughs> I set up the appointment at noon and then Adam was going to come with me. And then we had Randy and Jackie with us. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Make them fucking just stand there like idiots. So I'm like, just come to the fucking come up to the lady with us. And just I'll be like, yeah, this is our I was, I was like, hey, this is our crew. And I'm like, here's Adam. I was like, this is uh, Mark and Aubrey. <laughs> and she's like, oh, great to meet you guys. And it, it was cool because they took us right in. So we had a VIP um, press uh, appointment. So they took us right in, around the line. And there was like a two-hour wait in line mm -hmm. to get into this thing. Um, and it was set up like the inside of the spaceship from the TV show The Expanse. We could get an interactive picture taken. And then we you could sit in the chair from the uh, thing it was cool and then uh, they had all props and stuff around the outside so it was actually a really cool um uh, thing so yeah it was a shout out to amazon for letting us in there and for not knowing what uh mark and aubrey look like and if i had my way you never will yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> aubrey what about you what else did uh did you have going on yesterday um i met big booby cosplayer <laughs> <laughs> uh, check and check yes uh, that, that, see mark and adam have a schedule of interview interview uh video interview blah, blah blah panel mine is like okay this girl's gonna be at this booth at this time this girl's gonna be at this booth at this time so and i follow joey so i can talk to them that's right <laughs> <laughs> and joey can hang in the back background like looking awkwardly at him yeah. pretty much do, like, all it up. Yeah. Yeah, pretty girl and, and and it was funny because i was like man her boobs are really squishy and then i spent the rest of the time <laughs> well, mesmerized wait, 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 by wait, the she, she hugged you she gave you a hug that's why you knew that her boobs were squishy it wasn't yeah, just like yeah, an yeah. observation yeah <laughs> she just yeah, reached so, out <laughs> so i i spent the rest of the time really contemplating the fact that her boobs were very squishy mm -hmm. and i was like man they were abnormally squishy. Why are they so squishy? And then 
I <laughs> kept thinking about it as we were walking through the rest of the convention. I was like, why are they so squishy? This is almost like a window into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're abnormally squishy. They they must not be real. And then so I kept talking about it. <laughs> it's like, why are they so squishy? And then we were having a discussion about it that she must have had a boob job because they were squishy. That would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I think uh, maybe I should go and just find out for myself. Right. She'll be there from one to four tonight at her booth. All right. Okay. Get a hug from her. All right. So, you so see what I mean? Um. Yeah, I think that you were there, Aubrey. I was so nervous trying to talk to her that my teeth were chattering. Yeah, I I told her that I had met her at AwesomeCon, which is true, but I met her, like, not this past year, but the year before. And I had talked to her the year before as if we had known each other our entire lives, which is easy for me to talk to a girl like that but of course when i talk to somebody else it's like i say awkward things and some i don't know i don't know sometimes i don't know what to say to people it i guess it depends on the person if there's somebody that i feel like they're important or i'm intimidated by then Mm. i'd say stupid stupid (laughs) stuff but if it's somebody that like I don't really have any connection to, like yep. big booby cosplayer, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, so, right. You know, I'm mesmerized by the fact that she has squishy boobies, so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's my, easy for me to talk to her. I like to antagonize my daughter about this stuff because um, she gets very upset about big booby cosplayers. <laughs> so I sent her a picture of the picture I got um, signed, and she go. She said, "Where do you think you're hanging that?" <laughs> I just said I'll have it in my room. I don't know if I'll hang it up, but yeah. <laughs> in my drawer, big booby cosplay. So alphabetize it right. in big booby double D. I need. Uh, I'll need you again today, Aubrey, because we're going to meet another big booby cosplayer. But this one's going to be even worse. So. Okay. Oh Jesus! I don't know, like how I can like broach the conversation of remember that time on my free cams when I gave you twenty five coins <laughs> to fellatiate a dildo. <laughs> Did you? Interesting. Um, yeah, one of the things that I actually wanted to do um, when we were in New York last time, uh, two years ago, they, as big as this building is, you would think that they would have an auditorium here so they can do like the bigger panels for the big stars. Uh, but they don't. They have it at the at, a, at Madison Square Garden, basically. Or the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yes. Yep. Somewhere off site. So it is a little bit of a walk. So I've you know never really wanted to leave the... Um, uh, leave the Javits Center once I get here, but uh, I figured at least once I was g- going to try to do it. So I did apply for uh, interviews with the cast of Runaways, the cast and creators of Runaways. Did not get that one, but, but I got a nice letter from the the lady that runs the press and said, "Yeah, you could definitely come um, come to the panel, um, and you get like early access, and you get like your own little entranceway." So I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm definitely going to do that." Because I definitely want to. I wanted to go to the panel anyway, um, and if I can get there, you know, early and get close, that's totally cool. So um. Uh, went to the panel, uh, Runaways season three starts uh, December 13th, but they played the first episode of uh, season three. So I got a sneak preview of that. Um, Jeff Loeb was there talking about it. Uh, the cast was there uh, doing a quick little uh, synopsis of uh, how they felt about each other as being a part of the show. Just so you get to get a little window into what their life is like. And it was really sweet. And then we got to see the first episode of season three. And I can't say anything about it, but if you are a fan of the show, they definitely upped their game 
Um, there's a new villain that's coming on next year um, that they already announced today. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley is going to be the bad guy. So, well, when does it start? Yeah, December thirteenth. And she uh, she actually recorded a nice little um, introduction specifically for New York Comic Con about um, not being able to be here. And she talked a little bit about the show. Of course, I can't I say anything about it. Trying to start a "You Still Got It" chant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah the episode was cool if you like the show they definitely upped it uh, a little bit if you read the comic books like the original comic books they are definitely incorporating some of those um, storylines and some of those elements from the earlier comic books into the show Um, it's it's definitely found its footing in season two and what they're doing for season three is very cool very cool so i cannot wait and the first episode was absolutely amazing Um, and then as i was leaving i was leaving the theater uh, there was a few cosplayers that were outside, uh, and then some of the actors who played the parents, who play um, Alex's parents, uh, they were there, and the father of Nico, he was there too, and they're just hanging out, taking pictures with the with the um, anyone that recognized them, you know, just wanted a quick selfie, and they were so cool. I got to talk to the father, uh, his name is Ryan Sands, and I just you know I had to tell him when after reading the book and saw that he was cast as. Jeffrey Wilder, it was perfect casting. If you look at the comic book and you look at him, perfect. They totally got the right guy. And he portrays that character exactly the way you thought it, it would be from the book. So I got to talk to him for a little bit, and that was really cool. So um, Runaways, I was a fan of the book. Oh, and freaking, they did like a Q&A at the end of it, at the end of the show. And one of the guys went up to the, the microphone to ask a question. It was Brian K. Vaughn, the creator of the book, the oh. guy who actually did the book. And I kind of fanboyed a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And I was trying to think of a way if I can jump over this crowd to go and see him and say hi to him. Um, but I didn't. Didn't get a chance. So, and then I lost him in the crowd at the at the end of this panel. Uh, but it was very cool to see the creator of Runaways out there in the audience. Um, and he was really psyched to watch that episode with the fans. Um, he said he really enjoyed that. So, yeah, it was a really cool panel. I really enjoyed it. And I highly suggest if you're not a fan of Runaways or if you haven't watched it yet, stream it on Hulu. Uh, get caught up before uh, December 13th because it's uh, it's pretty bonkers. And they're going to be doing a crossover with Cloak and Dagger, which is really cool. That was pretty much my uh, my con adventure. At least so far. We still got a day to go. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's going to be bigger and better and better. Yeah, buddy. More big boobies. <laughs> Can we start that chant? Can we just walk around New York and start that chant? Big boobies. boobies. (laughs) All right. Well, that is just about what we had going on at New York Comic Con, just personal level. Um, You can check out our YouTube channel for a ton of content. We've got tons of pictures on our Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, There'll be some interviews and other things coming down the pike on our RSS feed for the podcast. So just stay connected to us across all forms of media and you'll get to see all about our trip. All right. So I guess uh, stay tuned, folks. New York Comic Con rolls on. What's up, Wiz Kids? Marquee Mark back on the scene. Uh, a little bit more from New York Comic Con. Uh, I, one of the things that I actually did get a chance to do was sit down and do a little roundtable interview with the stars of Travel Channel's new paranormal TV show, Ghost Nation. Uh, Jason, Steve, and Dave, they respond to urgent calls from local paranormal investigators nationwide who have reached a dead end with their vexing personal cases. Uh, So I got to sit in a room with a bunch of reporters and uh, chat with the guys about their new upcoming show. Uh, This is one of the first like celebrity uh, roundtables that I got to do. 
So it came in really handy that I kind of know these guys. So it made things a little bit easier for me. So one of the first questions that was asked was, will skeptics of the paranormal enjoy this new show? And uh, here's their answer. Honestly, I think skeptics, believers, and everybody in between are going to be able to enjoy this show because where our past, we did more of a preliminary investigation. This show, you're able to see it from start through the, through the finish, through the resolution. And a lot of times, we still believe over 80% of all claims can be disproved. And you're going to see on the show that, yeah, we're able to have these great experiences and, and back them up with evidence, but we're also able to figure out scientifically a lot of things that are going on that has nothing to do with the paranormal. So I think skeptics are going to be able to enjoy this just as, just as much as believers. We are skeptical investigators, for sure. I mean, I'm not a skeptic because I have no agenda. I don't care if you believe or not. Uh, I'm just after the truth. Uh, but we definitely believe 80% of all hauntings can be disproved, 80% of all activity can be disproved, so it's a pretty skeptical outlook on things, and I think people should be skeptical of what we're doing. If we just put it in front of you and say, look at this, and you believe it, I mean, I feel like you should see it for yourself. Come along with us for the adventure and the yes. mystery and the fun, but I'm not too afraid of skeptics. A lot of research, a lot of twists and turns uh, in the show, and you're going to be learning a lot with us. It's uh, quite the ride, it really is. Right. So then one of the next questions I was asked was, how do they decide what homes they're going to investigate? Here's what they had to say. Well, and that's a great question because I, just through our uh, website, we get up to a thousand cases a day because I mean, we receive millions and millions of visitors every year. So the cases we get are actually being brought to us by a network of other investigators that we've dealt with through years. And you're going to notice that every single case we go to is a case that this group has been investigating and they've hit a roadblock and they're part of our network. And it's, every case is also a residential case, a family. And there's no reason for us to go spend time at a big haunted building in the middle of nowhere if not helping out anybody. So we're back to basics. We're getting in there, we're helping out families especially with children. If there's children involved, it jumps to the front of the list. I mean, even on the first episode, you're going to see we end up at a house in White Pine, Tennessee, where a veteran who's dealing with PTSD and his family are sleeping in a Winnebago out in the yard because they're scared of the things that are going on in the house. And by the time we're done, and we stay there as long as need be, uh, but by the time we're done, there's been resolution. They're back in the house. They're happy. And we're still in contact with them to this day. And they still email us. Yeah. We got our, their PS4 names too. We're playing video games with them too. It's awesome. Right. And so, with so many other shows about the paranormal, what sets Ghost Nation apart from the rest? I think um, for our show, Ghost Nation, you know, a lot of these teams, we have resources that maybe they're not quite able to get. You know, for instance, if we have a question, we can call a physicist, we can call the clergy, we can call all these places, we can do the deep dives into the research of the history and all of that, uh, where these other teams, you know, they, they hit some roadblocks and, and we've accumulated some knowledge in terms of techniques and we have a lot of equipment, new equipment that they may not have or even know exists because we've had equipment made for us, uh, that sort of thing. So going around, helping all of these teams, and helping the families that they're dealing with. You know, other shows, they'll all have their own techniques, they'll all have everything they can bring, um, but we're different. And I think you also gotta look at the history. Uh, we've we've been involved in the field. You can, you can look back 25, 30 years, we've been involved in the field. And we were involved in the field long before television. We we're involved, we'll be involved in the field long after television. So it's not, we're not just out there making a show. This is what we've always done. 
and it's all about keeping it real and looking for the real explanation of what goes on. And I think that also goes to show why we've had Pentagon clearance for government cases. We've been, we're, we're called in by law enforcement. We're brought in by religious organizations. So I think it goes to show that for whatever reason, through, through the way we've done things, people, they've learned to respect our methods out there. And I think that sets us very, very far apart from a lot. Yeah. Then someone asked, what was the experience that got them into paranormal investigating? And I was very interested to hear what Dave Tango had to say. Um, for me, I never had a personal experience to get me into the field. Um, it was more my father. He was a police officer uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And uh, when we were kids, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but he would come home and tell me and my brother stories of things, that, true stories, that would, of things that would happen to him on the force and people he knew, other, other police officers. And growing up with these stories, you realize these are people with authority. These are people who can get in trouble if they keep talking about this kind of stuff. You can't put this in a report, you know? Um, and that kind of piqued my curiosity and that's what got me, kind of what led me here uh, now. But and I think, I'll, just to go back to the question, what makes this Ghost Nation so different also is it's not a show about just us three. It's about everybody who's involved in the paranormal, whether it's investigators, whether it's uh, people who are just intrigued by it, whether it's people who want to sit at home and from the safety of their home be an armchair investigator. I think everybody who's involved in this field or interested in this field is a part of what makes up this nation of, of uh, uh, the paranormal. So Ghost Nation is pretty much about everybody. And even if you're not that into the paranormal, honestly, I mean, the way that our episodes unfold is very true to life how it happened like we go do the research and find this name someone who actually died in the house so we pursue that we decide we want to have cadaver dogs and ground penetrating radar come in because we found out there could be a bone in the yard we're gonna do that and we did and every single day we're there new things it was like a mystery yeah. really really Twists awesome and turns. until ghost nation we weren't able to really dig into the history and dig into the land as deeply as we did which really made us you know, this wasn't a show where we were out to get the best piece of evidence it wasn't the chase for the evidence because we want people to believe it was helping families so we didn't focus on that but yeah. through that we got some of the best evidence that we've ever captured and some of the best experiences we've ever had well and also just the fact that they're they're literally following us from when we start to when we finish through everything where the other it'd be edited be cut down to whatever you know they wanted to air they thought was the best parts i mean this is you're able to see really how it goes really how we how we've always investigated how we really investigate off camera now you're able to see it on camera the whole process and then it was your boy marky mark's moment to shine Mark, yes. yes, sir. So where's your podcast, everybody? So then I asked if there was any difficulties in him coming back in front of the cameras after being on such a long hiatus. Here's what they had to say. Well, you've known us for a long time. You know that I don't care if the camera's there or not. We just do what we do. I say what I say. I, I, we don't think about that. So I think it was pretty much, again, started doing what we did, right? Yeah. And you know, if the camera guy doesn't catch it, it's his own problem. He can explain it to them why he didn't. We're just out there investigating, and, and we've investigated off camera, I mean, and uh, even when we took that break, we're still investigating, so. We did, we had other projects in front of the camera as well, so we didn't get so rusty. Jay did a five-episode live series uh, with Jack Osborne, who has a show on, on Travel Channel, and um, I got into the documentary world, and Tang, you know, we, we stayed in front of the camera a little bit, but we knew for a, a series, we wanted to make sure we were all together, so, you know, we fought off other 
TV show offers. We, we did a lot, uh, especially Jay, obviously, uh, just to make sure that we could all uh, sort of be together at the other end of it. And luckily, you know, Travel Channel w was the right platform, the network that said, hey, uh, we want to showcase what you guys are doing. And honestly, all the other shows uh, really embraced us, right. which is important. We're getting hugs from people. Welcome to the family. And uh, Travel Channel, was... they're, they're big huggers, for sure. As soon as we met them, start hugging. That's it. And a final question was, how do they frame their stories to keep them engaging and entertaining for the viewers? Here's what they had to say. Well, the investigation unfolds how it happens in real time. And we do the proper research, and we're there for quite some time. And, you know, although we try to disprove things, we actually came across, I mean, I'll say it, the best evidence we've ever come across, quite honestly. We've captured some evidence that I think is the best that the field has ever captured. And so, you know, we're not out there, even though we can disprove things, that's not all that happens. We get to the, some pretty intense things happening. Well, I think beyond that as well, we're also executive producers on the show. If, if we want it to follow how it really happened, we want it to follow that storyline. We want you to, to get to know the homeowners and, and the uh, investigator that's out there prior. You, we want you to be able to see the things we've caught, what we debunked, our, uh, us actually getting into the historical research of it all. And uh, it's bottom line. And I think also a lot of people just, they remember us as a, as a team. So uh, that's nice too, because again, we're, we're a big family. I mean, literally, Steve was with me long before I was ever on television. Um, he's been, been with me the longest out of any of the investigators I've ever worked with. And, uh, and geez, this guy's like a little brother to I us. I lived with me. He guy. lived with me. I lived with so, um, Still has nightmares. Yeah, he still does. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Jay's here. Ah, Let's go home. <laughs> but, kids, kids. So I think, I think people will tune in because, well, the credibility that, we, that we've always had, um, the honesty, the straightforwardness, and also because they remember who we are and, and, how, and how we've always done it. So and I think that's important. And that, we, that we're still doing it as, as a team. And being lucky to be executive producers on the show, we're able to nuance it in a way that stays true to the story and the investigation. It's not taken anywhere where it shouldn't be. Absolutely. It's not right. exaggerated. It's not blown out of proportion. It's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, Travel Channel has been absolutely amazing in the respect that if, if we're not happy with something or we don't think it's, it's a phone call and it's resolved, you know, they're, they're very, very cool and just want the platform to be as honest as it can be. And if we weren't executive producers also, it'd kind of be like, well, guys, here's the show. I hope you're happy with it. End of story. That's how, that's how it would be. But we're able to really nuance it uh, through our filter, which has been important for us. And to be honest, uh, it may not have been that way uh, if we hadn't waited a few years and, and really honed our skills in terms of the off-camera side of things. Yeah, so I want to thank Travel Channel for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, sit down and chat with the guys. They are they are great dudes. The show looks fantastic, and I can't wait to see it. Those guys are awesome. I love them. Uh, it premieres Friday night, October 11th, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ghost Nation. Definitely check it out. Now back to the show. All right, what's going on, everybody? We are back, and it is time for us to talk about our... Saturday here at New York Comic Con. It is the end of the day, 7.40 p.m. as we record this. We have been here since... The dawn of time. Feels like the dawn <laughs> of time. We've been here since about 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, I've been up personally since about 4 a.m. 
So good times, good times. <laughs> Almost 12 hours now. We're ready to rock and roll. Don't bang the microphone. It was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't bang the microphone. It, sorry. I bang the table. No, don't bang, bang the bang. table. What's that sound? <laughs> it's Aubrey banging the microphone. Bang, so, bang. Yeah, we've been here since uh, the start of the day today. It's uh, It's been a long day. It's been a crazy day. Uh, I don't know, let's go around. Let's, let's see what's going on for the day. Aubrey, tell us about your day at New York Comic Con <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> I I have a problem. Yeah. What's your problem? So I I got in line for the Gundam booth. Mm-hmm. You're a big Gundam fan, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I spent this went three, from Gundam to damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no gun, just damn. I spent three hundred dollars at the Gundam booth. Oh. I left with three bags at the Gundam booth. Like it was it was so bad. That the people in line were like, <laughs> "Damn, girl!" Yeah, they they were looking at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> the, the people at the gun and booth gave me a gold pin for buying so much. <laughs> like, Ma'am, please stop. You, yeah. made, you made those people's day. Yeah, like, they, you can't go. You can't leave. You can't go on break until you sell all this stuff. And then we, Aubrey comes rolling in, and boom! We had the best catch, Saturday ever. Thanks to money. Aubrey. <laughs> Take a pen. Take anything. Take anything you want. <laughs> they uh, made me a customized bag because I bought a huge Zazabi. It was just way too big, and they couldn't even fit it in a bag. So they made me a custom bag to try to so I could carry it. And um, so yeah, I bought three hundred dollars worth of Gundam figures, and now I didn't think about the repercussions. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Much as I don't with everything. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I always get in trouble. (laughs) And this is why Josh always gets mad at me (laughs) for giving people my phone number in Walmart for offering me a job. Oh, okay. (laughs) But he won't leave. I know. Because he got that bomb ass. (laughs) He stays. I don't know. Mark's like, no, don't say it. I'm like, don't say it. (laughs) Shut up. I'm just going to bleep it out anyway to make it funnier. (laughs) So I have... So Okay. I'm walking around with all these bags. I try to check them. They tell me to go downstairs. I go downstairs. There's nowhere to check bags downstairs. So I have to go back to the press lounge, defeated with all my bags of stuff. And I sat in a corner and tried to go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) until Mark found me. And then at the end of the convention, I panicked and I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And we ran around trying to find big bags and I lost everybody. And that's when these bad decisions happen because, you see, I went to the Gundam booth by myself. And this is where bad decisions happen. This is why I spent $300 because I went to the Gundam booth by myself. So what happens when I lose everybody, <laughs> I go to the Good Smile booth where they I know they have big bags because I went to the Geico booth and they were out of big bags. What happens? I'm like, what do I have to do to get a big bag? They say, you have to buy one of these small chibi oh, things. God, what are they? $45. So I spent $45 for a big bag that I'm not even using. Because you guys got me free big bags that are much bigger than the big bag that I got. Well, they, they weren't free, but they definitely weren't $45, I'm tell you that much. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult for, uh, in you know, listeners, you can check out the Facebook page to see the pictures of Aubrey. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. <laughs> see the pictures of Aubrey and her purchases here at New York Comic Con. Now that we know this, because this is the first time we've all, like, kind of been together. Right. 
at like a big con. I mean, we did like little ones before, but now that we are aware of the temptation that is in front of Aubrey, oh, when she covered in my wrist, yeah, this, this this will <laughs> never happen again, Josh. This will never happen again. Yeah, it didn't stop either at the gun and booth <laughs> oh, because the, so I saw this girl with a Pikachu toe, and I was like, "Hey, where'd you get that Pikachu toe?" And she's like, "Oh, at the Viz booth." And I was like, "Awesome! They must have Pokemon stuff there." So we were about to go to the Ghost Nation panel. I was like, okay, guys, I got to go to the Viz, the Viz booth. So I go to the Viz booth to get a Pikachu tote. And they're like, well, in order to get a Pikachu tote, you got to buy something. So I got a limited edition Sailor Moon shirt to get the Pikachu tote. And then lo and behold, I find a Cthulhu mystery box. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect for Noah's birthday that's coming up. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll buy you really overly expensive Cthulhu <laughs> mystery box that comes with Cthulhu plushie. Mm-hmm. Now that we know that there's an issue there, we wouldn't yeah. have we wouldn't have let you go, or I'm someone who would have been with you. I'm gonna get picked up at the train station, and I'm glad it's my brother because he is equally he equally has the sickness. Yeah. If it was Josh, I'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm be in big trouble. Right, yeah. So let's let now you you did mention your brother. Let's keep in fact that this is partially his fault. It is his fault. Bit. A lot of the so only one of the Gundams is mine per se but the other gundams so 80 dollars worth of those gundams is is actually my fault the other 200 is him that's all him i video called him in the gundam booth that was that a mistake all him <laughs> yeah all him all right so long story short he's gonna have to come to new york and get his own gundams next time if yes, and then he'll be divorced afterwards. <laughs> yep, buy your own shit. You ain't carrying it around no more. <laughs> Seriously. What about you, Mark? How about you? What was your Saturday all about? Uh, you know, I had a list of things that I wanted to do. Um, and it was kind of talk to some, uh, you know, find some indie creators, uh, which is what I love to do at conventions, and uh, get some new books. Uh, there was a couple of people that I definitely wanted to talk to, one of them being Dirk Manning, the writer of a book that I fell in love with on uh, free comic book day called hope uh it's a book that i heard about actually first on superhero speak they were talking about it and uh, it sounded interesting free comic book day came in may i picked up the book i absolutely loved it thought the story the idea was cool the artwork was cool so i knew dirk manning was going to be here so i'm like i gotta go and get the next book book number two little did i know that book three two three and four were all out uh so i wound up getting three more books and I uh, got to chat with Dirk for a little bit, and that was pretty cool. So I got to, I saw him, picked up a few more books. There's an artist named uh, John Pinto, who I follow on uh, on Facebook. And uh, I just think he's an absolutely amazing artist. I love his artwork. Uh, the last time I saw him was at Dragon Con, and I wasn't able to buy any of his prints because I didn't have the ability to carry them around. There was no like huh. big bags <laughs> that was readily available. No, uh, no $45 bags <laughs> available for you. <laughs> and I didn't want to like walk around with Dragon Con. Um, and even like just getting down to, to Atlanta, um, my bags were packed to the hilt. There's no way I was going to get anything else in those bags. So anything that I got from Dragon Con, it was going to be a tough to get back. Um, but I did meet him when I was down there. I'm like, dude, I love your work. It's awesome. And, you know, if you're ever in another convention, uh, I'll definitely make sure to get something, uh, something that's closer to home that I could uh, take some of your artwork with. So uh, I uh, uh, bought a couple of prints from him, and it was tough to choose only two because he has so many of them. But uh, they're awesome. He's, he's a really cool dude. I wanted to interview him too, but he was, he was really busy. 
Uh, and I got to meet Kaylin Smith, who is the artist of Hope. Uh, Dirk Manning is the writer. Kaylin Smith is the artist. And she's amazing. Her artwork is fantastic. I love it. And I've had her sign my books and picked up her other anthology book that she had as a Western um, that looked pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I had some I had a list of things that I wanted to do. And I got them all accomplished except for I didn't see Batman. That's the one thing I didn't do. I looked for him. I didn't. I couldn't find him. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, did I did my interview with uh, the Ghost Nation, uh, which was fun, and then I uh, went to the panel. And you know, even though we sat in the back, that this ridiculous hat made it easily for them to uh, spot me. So uh, yeah, and then we got in line and got a picture with them. Uh, they're really cool dudes, and uh, I love those guys. So yeah, yeah, I had a really good Saturday. I checked off all of the boxes on my list. Awesome. What about you, Joe? You look like you're barely hanging on. <laughs> oh, I am wiped the fuck out. I got to be honest with you. It's been this is last night was my third night in a row sleeping on the floor of mm-hmm. a hotel, and not like I brought an air mattress, like the floor. <laughs> so I'm beat, but that's all right. We're gonna pull through. Um, I woke up this morning at about four something a.m. because I work third shift, and when I uh, eat lunch it's around 4 4 30 every morning so if i try to sleep through on a normal day my body wakes up and is like hey it's lunchtime <laughs> <Time to eat. laughs> and and i even if i'm not hungry it, i still wake up so that that kind of happens so i woke up i grabbed my phone started farting around on twitter and i see right away that one of my favorite big booby cosplayers oh God. who we knew was going to be here i knew she was coming to this con but i didn't know if she was going to like do anything like meet and greets or have a booth. Yeah. Um, said she's going to be at a booth. This was at one eighteen a.m. She tweeted that she's going to be at a booth at this time. So that was the one thing I wanted to do is get a picture with Elise Loren, um, who you may know from cosplay or her work on my free cams. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll send you some links. <laughs> um, and uh, no, I met her last year at New York Comic Con. It's one of my favorites. She's smoking hot. Um, it's great. It's really cool. So we went to the booth, and I got to take a picture with her, and that was that. That was the one thing I wanted to get accomplished today, and I got it accomplished. So and I didn't have a lot on my plate today, just taking a lot of cosplay pictures, a lot of uh, video with Adam for cosplay, and mostly just trying to keep Adam's wife from strangling him and murdering him. So. <laughs> And why would she strangle and murder him? Because um, it's just you know what Saturday is the craziest day of the con. That's true. It's it not is, for everybody. It is in fucking sane here. There is wall to wall people. You cannot move a foot in front of you at any time. It's just it's nuts. So we tried to explain to her when she was like, "Oh, I'll come with you guys and hang out." It's like, well, you know, we're not going to be having a ton of fun because we're doing press stuff the whole day. You know, and we're going to, we have to go on Saturday. Normally when I go with my friends, if we just go, if like, say there's three of us, we're just going to come to New York Comic Con. We would go Thursday, Friday. If we were going to stay for four days, we'd skip Saturday to do touristy stuff and then come back Sunday. That we always try to stay the hell away from Saturday. But because we had press obligations today, we had to be here. And, um, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was nuts. We were down on the floor a few times, like when, I was waiting. I when we were waiting to meet uh, Elise Loren. Like we, it was it was rough, man. There was just people everywhere. We like scooted off to the side in a little area just that we could not be crushed <laughs> by people, and uh, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine like coming here of my own accord. Is this the only day that I was going to show up and be like, all right, I got my full New York Comic Con experience of being knocked around by people <laughs> and and not able to do anything. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy. Plus, we're exhausted, so it doesn't help. But, yeah, really, really crazy day today. But the Ghost Nation panel was awesome. 
Um, that looks like it's gonna be a really cool show to check out. We got to get our picture taken with them, like you said, and yep. they let us uh, scoot to the front of the line. <laughs> because someone was wearing a ridiculous hat. <laughs> it was uh, easily the spot. <laughs> Mark Ellis is down with uh, the Ghost Nation guys, and they saw us in line, and, and the lady comes over and is like, a talent requests you to go to the front of the line. <laughs> and then a security guard tried to throw us out of standing in the front of the line, and she's like, no, no, the talent requested them to be here. So we felt very important. We were requested by the talent. Now, normally we wouldn't, you know, do something like no, that. If we we're standing not. in line, we're going to stand in line, yeah. just like everyone else. That's we're the not way assholes. We're, yeah, yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. But, you know, they, I got the nod, and I was like, no. And then I got the nod again. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then when she came over and got us, it's like, what are we going to tell her? No. Yeah, and yeah. we were at yeah. the we were at the very yeah, end we the of the long group line. Of people in line. So, <laughs> so yeah. So it was either, and you know, we we had Aubrey's 18,000 bags with us, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, it it, it 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 was nice. It was very nice. So um, because they know that you know they know where we're from, they know we do a lot of traveling, uh, and you know they they just want to help us out. So. Right. Uh, they they let us come cool to the dudes, front, so and they know that I'm their original Twitter follower. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey is the original OG. I am follower OG. of the Ghost Nation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was a that was a really fun day today. Um, Adam got a lot of cool content that'll be up on our YouTube channel and on the podcast feed as well throughout the next uh, week or so. Mark, you got a bunch of cool stuff. I'm um, really excited to hear Adam's. Uh, Castle Rock Roundtable. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the press roundtable for Castle Rock Season 3. I mm-hmm. uh, got to interview most of the cast, including Lizzie Kaplan and Tim Robbins. Oh, so. how jealous are you? <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, oh my god. Did you was, hear that he saw Rosario Dawson? No. I, that was uh, Superhero Speak did a press roundtable for the new animated Wonder Woman movie. Right. Yeah. And she does a voice in it, so yep. she gets to sit at the same She's table as her. I asked them yet last, uh, yesterday when I saw them if they, if, uh, they knew Rosario Dawson was going to be there. Yeah. I, wasn't no sure. I got I got a uh, Oh snap. Oh, we're 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 broadcasting live from uh, New York Comic Con. That's right. We are, we are sitting at a table in the food <laughs> court, so in case you're wondering. But uh yeah, the we got a press invite for that, but I just poo-pooed it because, you know, the timing was rough and uh I'm like, eh, I don't really want to talk to animated movie cast and had I known Rosario Dawson was there, Mark probably would have been banging the door. Oh down. my God! And <laughs> I would be lucky to get any words out at all, yeah, other than I love you. Let me in. Let me in. Rosario. <laughs> exactly. Hold up a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> it starts playing "Bad Baby." <laughs> yep, I love her. So yeah, that would have been a. I don't think I, I would have been but able to. It's a learning myself. experience. This is our first time yeah. at this con as press, yeah. and it 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 was at times extremely overwhelming. To be honest with you, it's it's mm-hmm. a lot different than going to Rhode Island or Terrific Con, and that's not to denigrate those cons, but they we've been there before. Not, well, not know. just that, but they you know they give you a pass to get in, and yep. they want you to promote them on social media and cover the con and take pictures. But there's no there's no like press aspect to it. We're walking around the mm-hmm. show. We're taking pictures. We set up our own interviews with those things by just walking up to people's booths and asking them if we can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about halfway through the month of August. It started getting emails like crazy, mm-hmm. and we had to respond to them. And we had to schedule every day. Like Adam's the whole day yesterday was go 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 yeah. go go um, yeah. doing stuff. We. I know he went to the Walking Dead VR game booth and, and interviewed the devs and uh, got to play the game. It comes out in January. Uh, while that was going on, I took his wife Jackie to go to the bathroom. She had to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. super bad. And the absolute insanity of the area we were in is right. We were right by the Funko Pop booth. Oh, God. 
I, I can't even explain to you what that's like. Have some people, <laughs> a couple people you know, like get on other side, each side of you, and just bump into you over and over again, <laughs> and like close your eyes and dream of New York, and that's what uh, that area of New York Comic Con is like. So, um, so I went with her so she wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. have any issues, and uh, I'm sure she can handle herself, but. Uh, it was a 45 minute wait in line for her to use the bathroom. So by the time we got done, then Adam was done. So, Aww. but yeah, I mean, it, I had a blast. This was fucking great. I had so much fun. I loved hanging out with you guys. Um, we got to hang out with some other podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, same thing today. We got to meet up with uh, librarian Kate who writes for the, uh, multiversity website and she's a big podcast fan. So we had to meet up with her. We got to hang out a little bit more with Superhero Speak. I, we, me and Mark both got a chance to uh, shoot the shit with critics and yes. uh, Comic Al from Comic Crusaders, which was great. I was worried we weren't going to get a chance to see them, and I saw critics, and I, I went over and was talking to him, and then Al strolled right in. I was like, there he is. He stole my seat. Yep. That's how I actually found critics because I, I came back from the bathroom and my, my chair was gone, and I saw a guy from critics sitting like with his back to us with the critics shirt on. And I was like... Critics stole my chair. Oh my god! Was it in that same that same area that we yeah. were hanging out in? That, yeah. was, that was their area. They have been. When I saw them earlier, when I saw them earlier, they had already been in that spot. Like yeah. they try to make sure that there's always at least one member there yeah. <laughs> to hold on to that area. It's because that's where the uh, outlets were. Oh really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We, they, we were shooting the shit with them. They're both those guys are going to be both those teams are going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con next month. So we'll definitely be hooking up with them again. And they were giving me um, and and through Osmosis uh, Superhero Speak a lot of cool advice yeah. and things. So next year, if if knock on wood, if uh, we're allowed to come back as press next year, we'll we have some cool ideas and things to spin off. So you know, it's really really cool. Yeah. Really happy to see those guys. Um, saw Efrain. Uh, who else did we see? Keith Gleason today. Uh, didn't get. A ch- I didn't go near Artur Sally today, so I didn't get a chance to see Adam Walenta again. I know he's been doing a bang up job selling punk tacos. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's it. That was that was New York Comic Con. He's taking a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures, <laughs> a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Oh God, pictures, walking, talking, video. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's not being here as press is not like here to have fun. Like it's. I mean, we did have yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say, take yeah, it the wrong yeah. way. I had, had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. I wouldn't change, trade it for anything. We had a great time, but it's a lot different than going to a different con. Like, this yeah. isn't yeah. going to Terrific well, Con and walking around for the day. Uh, you know, this isn't even Rhode Island. Like, this is, is like, work all yeah. day. Work, 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 work. Yeah, well, each con offers something a little bit different than right. other cons. Um, this one is definitely kind of the... Mountain Dew adrenaline version of a con. It's very hyper and very like intense. But the the cool stuff that they offer is uh cooler than some of the other cons. Slightly cooler than the other cons. I mean, I I got to see the first episode of The Runaways, and it doesn't come out for two months. And yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. They also sent us uh, trailers of the Picard, the new Picard mm-hmm. um, stuff, and the new Discovery stuff, which yeah. is really cool. So. All right, so uh, how did it feel to record a podcast face-to-face for the first time? It's very so, weird. Get it the, is weird. Is it? No. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say I enjoy it. I have, like, ADD during it, and I do, like, a million things while I'm recording. Trust me, I did not need you in front of me to know that. <laughs> I know. Um, I know you probably hear it yeah. all the time. I try to mute myself I didn't, at home. I didn't need least. to have you in front of me to see how much you spend on Gundam models. <laughs> <laughs> at least I get that money back. I don't know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a bad habit of 
making weird faces when I use my radio voice or <laughs> when I'm talking. Uh, I'm used to not recording face-to-face with anyone, so mm-hmm. I'm not looking at Mark and Aubrey half the time. I'm like staring at the table. I'm staring off in the distance because I'm like concentrating. Mm-hmm. But so it's really weird to have you guys like right in front of me. Like, I think I knew that about the radio voice though, because we did that at GameStop when we would call people about their pre-orders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We I actually that that goes all the way back to when I worked uh, at EB Games, and we used to have to physically sit there and call like two hundred people about Madden '05 coming yeah. out. So I would stand on one side of the phone, and one of my employees would stand on the other side of the phone, and I'd say. Good afternoon. This is a call from GameStop at the inf- at the. That's how I'd go. This is a call from GameStop at the. And then they would take the phone and go Enfield Mall. <laughs> I'd be like, your copy of Madden 05 <laughs> is now available for pickup at the store. And no one that. would know that no. it was like real people. And we would do that over and over and over again for like 250 people. Oh God. That's how we entertained ourselves. Right. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either that or kill ourselves because we worked in retail. So. Um, but yeah, so uh, like on the Facebook Live videos, I'm like, I'm talking and I'm watching it back and I'm like, man, I make some weird faces sometimes, but mm. I try my best. I try my best. You know? Well, I wanted to do this as a so- social experiment, just to have all three of us together. Yeah. Um, How's your experiment going? It's fucking fine. I got these microphones and they work. <laughs> yep. I got these microphone stands that weigh a fucking at least like 10 pounds carrying them around bring all day. these to other cons that we're doing even if all three of us aren't there and mm-hmm. still record and still sorry I hit the th- I hit the microphone Mark give me a look um, <laughs> this is why we don't do it face to face David oh, god damn it you <laughs> um, know we can't have nice things and still record together this and why you use a rock band mic and even bring uh, little guests on if we have people around that want to shoot the shit I recorded a little bit in Superhero Speaks hotel room with them that night when mm-hmm. I crashed with them so I don't even remember what you're we talking about. It was just rambling nonsense because we're all <laughs> exhausted. But, but yeah, I, I think this was a, a very successful attempt to pull this off, and hopefully this episode comes out good. I say this now without hearing it back, so uh, hopefully the fans will Yeah, I don't know. I it. felt like uh, our recording from this morning was a lot more rambling because we were half awake and tired. So uh, Yeah, it could be. It could be. And now we're... Exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah, we're not tired from just waking up. We're tired because we've been here all day. But and carrying all my crap. And carrying all yeah, these exactly. fucking Gundam Good fucking Lord. bags. Which I would place. like to report. I just consolidated to two personal Whoa. items. Two personal items. Look at that. My we're almost there. My legs, been, my back, yes, my Gundam, and my crack. You might have to build one of these Gundams just so she could fly home with it. Right. right. Everything has been consolidated. I now to two not only bags. hate Gundams, I hate all robots. <laughs> and, uh, I'm really cheering for the <laughs> humans in the Terminator movie now. I have consolidated to two personal items. Way so to go! I will be okay. Way to go! Just regular so wrap it up. That's gonna do it for Saturday and for the whole trip at New York Comic Con. Uh, any final thoughts, Marcellus? Yeah, I have so many thoughts. Um, I really want to give a special shout out to Adam Mollyhawk and Jackie. Um, I had so much fun interviewing Jeff Anderson uh, for Legion M uh, with Adam. Uh, he was a, a really good uh, person to bounce uh, ideas off of. And even though I will probably never, if I had my choice, never do that again in front of a video camera for YouTube, I enjoyed uh, the experience with Adam. So a uh, special shout out to Adam, special shout out to Jackie for being so nice. Yeah, I always worry that we're going to put too much on Adam's plate and that's going to be the time when he says, ah, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm <laughs> right. But you know, he's, he's balls deep in it, man. He loves it. So good for him. Yeah. Aubrey, yeah. any final thoughts? Um, I'm always thankful to be here. 
Well, we're thankful to have you. I'm always surprised you guys are thankful to have me. I never feel like I bring anything to the table. That's 100% not well, true. I mean, <laughs> you don't, but you know, we still let you hang out. What are you talking know? about? You brought Gundams, Gundams to, the to the table. Gundams and fucking tote bags to the table. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, this has been a blast. It's been crazy. It's been so different and new. Um, I'm so glad. I'm so proud of the, the f- three, well, the, really the four of us with Adam. Seriously. proud of the four of us that we fucking worked our balls off. And we earned this, and we had a good time. And even if we don't ever get to be press again at New York Comic Con, we always have this fucking badge of honor that we did it. We fucking earned it. This <laughs> we is one did of the it. goals I set for us as a show when we started. This is one of the fucking goals I set, and we fucking did it. And I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I'm very, very happy about that. And I want to send a shout out to Reed Pop and everybody at Reed Pop for allowing us to come to their show and cover it as press. I want to send a shout out to you, Mark Ellis, and you, Aubrey, for being the best. And I love you guys. Boom. Uh, Adam Wallyhawk and his uh, his wife, Jackie. Uh, Adam for being awesome and Jackie for putting up with us. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, superhero <laughs> speak uh, for letting me crash in their hotel room. Derek from Not Another Nerdy Podcast with uh, Cowboy Rich, the notorious WAG, and uh, Jay Gibby for putting up with me on Thursday. Um, Random Rand, Randy Savage from Colt 45 that hung out with us uh, as well. Uh, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, uh, Ghost of the Stratosphere uh, for meeting up with us uh, upstairs, Librarian Kate. Um, you know all those people just everybody that had a part and has having a great fucking couple days here in New York and it's been a blast and I'm fingers crossed we can come back next year I gotta start saving <laughs> now that's it alright so I guess we'll come back and wrap things up some more hey guys Marky Mark I'm back I just wanted to let you know that you can go to soulwizardpodcast.com and there you're gonna find new episodes every week you're going to find some movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. We got some So Wizard t-shirts, sweatshirts, just some swag so you can look good and represent the show. Uh, a lot of those shirts are pretty cool, if I do say so myself. I did have a little hand in designing them. Uh, if you like to shop on Amazon, what you can do is go to our website. There's a Amazon logo on the front page. Click on that logo, do your Amazon shopping, and that way you get the products that you order and you get to help out our little podcast here by showing that you did your shopping through our website. It's going to help us out, so we, we would appreciate it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. Uh, so follow us. You'll see what we're up to. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find our episodes on the Stitcher app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and my personal favorite, Spotify. You can also find our podcast on our YouTube page, along with new videos um, almost every week. We also have a Patreon page where you can receive exclusive bonus Soul Wizard content just by contributing a little bit of funds. Uh, shout out to the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. And we are back. And now we have moved forward in time and we're all home and apart <laughs> recording a podcast again, just like normal. Uh, let's get some uh, final thoughts. How does it feel to be home, Aubrey? I'm sad. But before the sadness, tell us about your trip home. <laughs> 
Well, I took a, a 3 a.m. train in New York City, which can never go well. I sat down in a little gated area, which we all thought was going to go well, and immediately sat down, and directly across from me, this guy goes, someone went shopping, and I was <laughs> like, no. Yeah, he, he was right. Yep. So I was like, yep, sure did. And then he starts talking to me and having a conversation with me and did not stop. Turns out he was on my train and continued to talk to me until I put up a barrier of all of the stuff that I bought eventually <laughs> because he had tried to convince me to pretend to be his wife so I could board the train early. Uh, he told me his entire life story. He at one point started crying because Jesus. he was telling me his life story. <laughs> he told me how he listens to Eminem because he identifies with his life story. Eminem grew up on 8 Mile. This man grows up at ninth. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right. Asked me if I was married. I said, yes. I have two kids. <laughs> I live on the other side of Virginia because I had already committed to saying I have lived in Virginia since we were on the same train. And then I faked a Southern accent. Wow. And yeah, it, it was pretty good because I am a terrible liar and I, I'm not good at lying at all. So I, I actually was pretty proud of myself that I was able to maintain this. And then I had to pee and I was like, I am not leaving this gated area of Penn Station because I looked out and I saw a man in a hospital gown. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I'm going to pee on the train in three hours. <laughs> I'm going to hold it. I am not leaving. Um, so man in hospital gown sat outside the window and looked in for a while. Yeah. And then I waited for my train and a w homeless woman came up with no shoes on and no bra. She's wearing a white shirt and she had the darkest nipples I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> She's like, spare penny for a homeless woman, spare penny for a homeless woman. And I was like, no, I have no money. And then I saw so many people from Jersey that were completely shit-faced and wearing barely any clothing. Um, very tan. Wait, how do you know they were from Jersey? Because uh, they just have that Jersey look. Yeah. <laughs> and they were also boarding Jersey trains. Oh, okay, all right. Um, and then... I would right be uh, right as I was about to figure out where I was actually boarding. I watched or I heard this huge commotion, and then I watched this crowd gather over by this escalator that had stopped moving. And I see this girl bleeding oh, everywhere. Jesus! She drunkenly fell down the broken down escalator, split open her leg. Oh. Told, told the security guard that she was not drunk and that she was pushed and that she was refusing medical treatment and then walked sideways for the rest of the way uh, through the train station because she was, in fact, drunk. So, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then I got on the train and um, that was very interesting because um, and there was a couple in front of me that was very inebriated. Of course, they were also from Jersey because they were getting off in Trenton. And um, they were deciding that they were going to 
explore themselves once the train started. But then they they decided to go to sleep. Or they didn't decide. They passed out because they were so drunk. That makes more so, sense. Yeah, so I heard them snoring, and then one of them started making kissy noises in their sleep. Um, very wet, sloppy, kissy noises. So then... Um, we got moving on the train and the, the couple in front of me got off of the train. I thought for sure that they were going to miss their stop because they were both snoring and asleep. And the guy woke up and starts screaming at his wife to wake up and then decides he's going to leave her on the train because she's not getting up quite, uh, fast enough. And, um, and so then she ends up getting up. They get off and then the guy across from me as we're moving, looks at the guy in front of him, looks at the guy behind him, takes the towel that he's using as a pillow, puts it on his lap, and then moves his phone suspiciously and puts his hand in his pocket. And I was like, well, this is not happening. Um, but then we came up to another stop, and um, he panicked and stopped doing that and went back to sleep. So it was a very interesting train ride. I was afraid to fall asleep. But when I got home, I slept for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. You have the most <laughs> craziest adventures in like the smallest amount of time, in the smallest windows of time. I know. I, I always say that it, I should write a book and um, that there's actually a song by Mindless Self-Indulgence called Witness. And it says, I need a witness to my life. And I really feel like sometimes yeah. I do because nobody really could possibly believe that the things that happen in my life would actually happen because they're so far-fetched that you would never actually be like yeah that that could be plausible because it, it's so crazy you're like really that seems outlandish but it all i promise you <laughs> i wish it did not happen but it is real life it is always unfortunately real life well i am glad that you made it home safely with all of those bags of gundam merchandise because um, I was really yes, I managed to move everything uh, actually so it's a little bit easier I rechecked my train ticket a yeah. million times and it said I could bring two personal items in two bags so I was like okay this works out a little bit easier because then I can stuff my backpack and then stuff my carry-on bag and then I can manage to put all the models in that the big tote that we got. Right. So I did that and that actually worked out pretty good. But then I was like, well, I'm not moving because I'm an easy target for anybody that's going to run by and just snatch it. Yeah. So I managed that and it worked out pretty well. At first day I was, I had both of those big totes and I was, and they were so heavy with my backpack in there. So that was pretty Miserable, but then once I moved it all around, it was easier to maneuver. And um... good, good, Joey. Well, I definitely uh, apologize, Aubrey, because I am an idiot and thought we could all leave out of the same train station, and uh, <laughs> it turns out that we couldn't. So we got it's there, and then we had to leave you there by yourself for five hours. So. It's all good. I was glad that I at least had. It was nice that Penn Station had this area that you actually have to show your ticket to get into. Because there was quite a few people that tried to get in there that did not have tickets. And they were denied. There was security making sure you had a ticket to get in. Um, 
there's quite a few homeless people at Penn Station that were watching you. So it was nice because I know at Grand Central they do not have that. Um, so I was very thankful for Penn Station to have that. <laughs> Without that, I probably would have been mugged. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was very nice. <laughs> well, what about you, Mark Ellis? You're, you're happy to be home? Yes, very much so. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how much... Uh, physical activity I experienced through New York until I got home and I couldn't move. Like carrying that that eighty pound bag of uh, recording equipment seemed like a great idea, and then I got home and I just I like could not move at all. Like once I once I laid down, so uh, yeah, it was good to have a day off. I'm very tired, uh, but I was glad to make it home safely. I'm glad I'm, gl- I'm glad everyone made it home safely, right. especially Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went to the chiropractor today, and I'm pretty sure my neck popped like five gazillion times. How are you feeling, Joey? Um, I'm almost kind of a wreck. Uh, I was there longer than you guys, so <laughs> it was nice to uh, come home and sleep in a bed. Yeah. I got home. Well, we get home. I got home at like two thirty in the morning, I think, on uh, Sunday. Sound about right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was around like two o'clock or so. Um, and I. Got home and, and I actually didn't go to bed right away because I was I, my sleep schedule is weird. So I farted around a little bit, uploading some things and uh, getting some things organized. And then I uh, slept straight through until about excuse me uh, eleven o'clock in the morning. Got up, hung out with my family for a little while. I bought my family lunch because uh, I hadn't seen them in like four days. So I went and got some Chinese food for the family and I watched football. And then I just fucking laid around and passed out. <laughs> and it was rough because I was so tired that when I went to get Chinese food around like like noon, I was like, well, I want I was really tired. And I'm like, well, I want to watch football. I want to watch a Pats game. So I'll grab an energy drink while I'm out. Help me stay up. And I pounded it threw the can away. And then like halftime. It's probably like not even like three o'clock, two thirty ish in the afternoon. I was like fighting to keep my eyes open. Yeah. So I was really tired. I was really tired. It was also nice to take a shit <laughs> in the bathroom without the pressure of like forty people in line waiting for the stall. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, there and, and it's fantastic. There's a press bathroom. There's press bathrooms at a New York Comic Con in the press area and. They are uh, for the mid. I think I don't know what's going on in the girls' room, but the men's side is one urinal, one stall, and it was great to not have to wait in a super long line. But every now and then, the line wait for the stall would back up. So a couple of times I went there and I had to use the men's room, and and like you just feel all this pressure because you know there's like five six people outside waiting to use it. So you just try to go really fast. It was nice, and I have to deal with that. So I just slept all day today. Uh, ran a couple errands. I shipped out. Uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys poster that I bought for him and uh, did laundry for all the dirty clothes I had, put away all my toiletries and backpacks and stuff and sleeping on and off. And then I got to go to work tonight. Hey. Um, yeah. So I got to go to work tonight. And uh, that's that's the excitement, you know, getting ready to, you know, do it all again you know, in four weeks. Shut up. All right. So this is going to be a super duper long episode of the uh, podcast. Um, Thanks again to everyone for uh, riding with us for so long. And uh, yeah, I say we uh, keep uh, keep all of our lessons learned for next year. Aubrey, make sure Mark's, your train isn't Mark, at 3 a.m. 
Mark's lesson is he's not going. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the part of Mark will be played by somebody else next year because my ass is staying home. I think Josh is going with me next year. Goddamn right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we got a bunch of Adam's been uploading videos already. Uh, it's Monday as we record this part of the episode, and uh, we've already got two episodes up on YouTube, two episodes, two videos up on YouTube. The first was the first of three cosplay videos that we made uh, and also his interview with Bart Silberman who is the VP of sales and licensing for Super 7 which is a uh, awesome toy company that makes like retro style uh, action figures and other cool stuff on a whole variety of licenses uh, so that that's actually a really interesting interview he did at their booth on the sales floor sales floor on the show floor we're trying to get one video a day uploaded throughout the week so check that out tons of pictures on facebook and instagram and obviously this podcast so let's get some recommendations let's wrap it up we're all tired we're dead we're beat aubrey what do you got after what three days in new york city what do you got to recommend to the listeners i recommend everybody check out gundam models I've never seen so many Gundam models in my life. It was really cool. They had a huge Sasabi, which everybody could see on our pictures. It is next to impossible to find a Sasabi anywhere. So it was really awesome to get my hands on one. Uh, they are, again, next to impossible to find. So amazing to try to find one. And recommend everybody check out... The new Hunger Games book that is coming out. The first series is amazing so i cannot imagine that this new book that's coming out is going to be any less than amazing because those books are phenomenal they're written so well i love them they're so good uh the new picard show that is coming out the newest trailer dropped while we were at new york comic-con it is phenomenal uh it showed Riker and troy and their children are in it this is the first time showing Riker, isn't it, with with Troy, which is super exciting. I love Riker. He is one of my favorite characters, hands down. Just absolutely one of my favorite characters. So I'm super stoked that he's going to be in it. Also, new trailers for Star Trek Discovery were shown at New York Comic Con, which was also equally as exciting. I'm a little bit partial to Picard just because I love Picard and I love The Next Generation. But... The new Star Trek Discovery uh, trailers dropped as well, which is also awesome. Um, the Birds of Prey costumes looked pretty cool, so maybe that is something to say about Birds of Prey as well. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I still think it's going to be stupid, but I don't know. <sighs> the costumes looked pretty cool when we saw them in person. Uh, me and Joey went down there and checked them out. Seeing them up close and personal was kind of cool, uh, a little bit more relatable. So, uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? What do you got recommending for the uh, listeners out there? I uh, just once again want to recommend everyone check out Ghost Nation. Uh, when you hear this episode, hopefully it'll be out the week before the show comes out. Uh, the start date is October 11th on the Travel Channel. Shout out to Jason, Dave, and Steve for being so cool. Uh, check out Ghost Nation on Travel Channel on October 11th. Yeah, we got to see previews of it. It looks really cool. So uh, I'll be watching that as well. Uh, I have a recommendation. Picked up a comic at the con from Boom Studios. Uh, James Tinian IV's Something is Killing the Children. Uh, it's a kind of a riff on It, Chapter 1. 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a, a small town and there's a bunch of kids and something is serial killing children in town. And that's as much as I'll give away. Uh, it's definitely a horror book and it's very personal and very intimate and it's freaking awesome so far. So hopefully it keeps it up. I'll be picking up subsequent issues. Uh, again, huge shout outs to everybody at read pop for allowing us to attend New York comic con as press huge shout outs to Mark Aubrey and Adam for going and putting up with me and, uh, going and <laughs> dealing with the craziness of New York comic con. It was so much fun. We'll be there next year, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, shout out to you with the listener, uh, check out the podcast, check out all our social media, check out our YouTube channel. Lots of content coming there as well from New York comic con. Go see Joker. We'll be reviewing that next week on the podcast. That is going to do it for episode number 270 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey Carlo. My very tired co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Good night, New York. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. I am done with this. Wakanda forever. See you in four weeks at Rhode Island Comic Con. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Good journey.